Blog Talk Radio. You have just tuned in to the Midweek Pick-Me-Up Energy Show, featuring professional officiant, tuning fork facilitator, and author, Marcy Ann Chi. In 1988, Marcy Ann discovered the quantum fields of energy and vibration, and since then her life has been a day-to-day experiment in knowing how to live in light energy for happiness, health, and wealth. She shares the principles and laws of light energy as they operate in everyday life, and now, here is Marcy Ann. Hello and welcome to the middle of the week, Pick Me Up Energy Show. I am Marcy Ann, and I'm going to talk about the F words today. <laughs> of course, you all know what the big F word is, and I'm not going to be talking about that word. <laughs> Actually, that's a word that I have never Spoken in my life, and I'm not going to start now. (laughs) How many times did you say it today? Well, hopefully, if you're a woman, you didn't use it at all. I mean, I just don't think you would hear a princess or a queen using that word. I mean, can you imagine Queen Elizabeth in her regal robes with her crown upon her head addressing her people and using the F word. <laughs> if you are a lady, I hope you never use that word. I, I think of myself as a lady. You know, today it seems like when we meet someone, we shake hands, but I don't shake hands. Men shake hands, but a lady extends her hand to be kissed, and that's what I do. <laughs> If you're a woman, just why don't you try this sometime? You'll get quite a nice response from a man. And if you're being introduced to a woman, you can just do a slight bow of your head with hands folded in the position of namaste. And then you can extend your hand to a man, and he'll give you a smile and kiss your hand. (laughs) Incidentally, the bow means I salute the God in you. I just love this. You'll know most Asian people do it as a a reflex action. But what it really means is allowing and accepting and giving honor to the other person with complete unconditional love because we are all one. So we are loving others as we love ourselves. And now I finally got to my subject today. Because since on Wednesdays we're looking for energy for our life, we're going to look at some F words that can rob us of our energy. Because if we're thinking in terms of these particular F words being true in our life, then we are losing some of our energy. So in addition to the current, you know, widely used uh, four-letter F word, I'm going to suggest that we quit saying and thinking some of these other F words. So let's start with foolish. Pretty much all of us probably at one time or another have felt foolish. 
when I looked this word up in Roche's Thesaurus, I found that this word has a wide range of meanings. It's, it goes from the absurd to the ridiculous, from the wiseacre to the comedian, from the madman to the simpleton, from the irrational and senseless to the trivial, and from folly to squandering. Well, the times I have mostly felt foolish have been when I have treated someone with very much unimportance, only to find out later that they were someone of a great reputation. And in their modesty and maturity, you know, they weren't offended and they didn't make a big issue about it. But if I were ever to see them again, I would feel so foolish and be so embarrassed. So I try to treat everybody now very important. I treat everyone important. Because, you know, actually everyone is important. Now, if you felt foolish because maybe it was someone in the crowd of your peers made fun of you or called attention to something you did that you thought you did in secret, (laughs) and uh, did you feel foolish because of your own judgment of yourself about something you did that was really pretty stupid? So for whatever reason you have felt foolish in your life, right now we're going to release that. And we're going to do a little tapping. So now you're going to tap along the brow line of your eyes. Just start to do this. Tap on the brow line of your eyes, at the side of your eyes, right below your eyes, on your upper lip. Tap on your chin. Tap on the points of your collarbone and on the sides of your hands and say to yourself while you're tapping. Okay, you're going to tap on the brow line of your eyes, at the side of your eyes, right underneath your eyes, on your upper lip, on your chin, on the points of your collarbone, and on the sides of your hands. Now start doing that and say out loud, Even though I did that silly, stupid thing, I still love and accept myself. Now just start doing this. Do this about ten times and tapping while you say, Even though I did what other people think was really silly and stupid, I still love and accept myself. Even though I feel foolish, I still love and accept myself. Okay, keep tapping. This process is called emotional freedom therapy, and I've used this therapy over and over and over and over. I couldn't fly for a period of three years, and I used EFT, and now I I can fly. And also I was very uncomfortable in elevators or in a small public bathroom that didn't have windows. So I used EFT to allow me to be comfortable in these closed-in places. It's an extremely valuable tool that will help you release the energy you are using to think that you are foolish. And now that energy can be used to bring to pass some desire that you have 
that isn't foolish, <laughs> something that you have always wanted. Okay, the next F word is failure. Now, deep, deep, deep down inside of yourself, do you feel like you are a success? Or would you rather feel more like you're a failure? You know, there's McDonald's near my house, and and I like to get a Reese's McFlurry in the summertime. And here in California, we've just been having some really hot, hot weather. So I've been treating myself to a Reese's McFlurry ice cream shake with Reese's peanut butter crunches in it. Yum, yum, yum. Well, recently a new boy started working at this McDonald's at the window, and he has the biggest smile I have seen in a long, long time. You know what? I'm just now going to get my McFlurries just to see his big smile. He's so friendly, and he makes me feel like I'm just the most important person in the whole wide world at that moment. And he gives me my order with his huge, big, wide smile, looking me straight in the eye. Wow. You know, I, I would say that this boy is extremely successful in his job. I wonder how many other people are going more often to this McDonald's just to see his smile and to feel important. And even maybe you're a student right now and you might think, well, it's too early to tell if I'm a success or a failure. I'm a student. But you can be a true success at being a student just by being attentive to the teacher. Show him or her that you are listening. You know, teachers today have a really tough time of it. Many teachers have to do a mental exercise just to get themselves motivated to go to school and teach their class because kids are on their phone. They don't really seem to be very interested. And if a teacher saw that one person in the class was actually listening and being interested in what that teacher is saying, that student would be a total success at being a student. So if each day we wake up and we think, I am going to be alive in every minute today. I am going to be a success in every minute today. I am not going to let a single minute go by without me being aware I'm going to breathe the breath of life into every single thing that I think today, that I feel today, and that I do today. Do you know if you do that, every minute of your life will be successful. The breath of life that you breathe in and out every second is what makes you a living soul. And breathing the breath of life into every minute of your life continues the life stream of your soul through this particular incarnation. And every incarnation is extremely important. 
And actually, we're living in really special times, and it's possible now for us to live several different lifetimes in just one lifetime. (laughs) I've already lived five complete lifetimes in this incarnation, and I'm now living what I would call an in-between lifetime. I'm in between this one and the next one, and I'm sort of living in both times right now. I might do a show on this because even as I am experiencing it, because I'm finding that it's really interesting. In fact, recently, I was aware of being assembled with all of the different parts of me that have lived all of the lifetimes that I have lived up to this point. And I was in a room with thousands of people who were me. It felt like I was in a big auditorium and it was filled with thousands of seats and everyone in every seat was me. And we were there just to be together and to see and feel each other. I just didn't want to leave. I was at a meditation meeting, and after that meditation, everyone sort of shares their experiences if they want to. And I said, the way I would describe my experience is that I was home. (laughs) I felt like I was home, where I was loved, totally loved, and I didn't want to leave. And I believe I was able to have this experience because for the past few years, I have been learning to love myself, just to accept myself, just to be me, to be true to me first, and to think of myself as a success. I'm a big success. And you know what? I don't think I could have had this experience if I had been thinking of myself in any other way except being a true success. I mean, no matter what, I love myself as the person that I am. So I'm going to suggest to you that you start to love yourself totally and think of yourself as being successful in every single thing that you do. Make yourself your number one priority and be true to you. I was a guest on another radio show this week. It was on Unity FM, and the host was Beverly Molander. Her program is called Affirmative Prayer, Activating the Power of Yes. And she wanted me to talk about weddings, and she asked me, what would be your number one recommendation to a bride who is planning her wedding? And I said, for her to be true to herself. And then I said, the minute a bride begins to tell people she's getting married, she's going to get all kinds of input about what she should do and what she shouldn't do. And this is especially true of my beach brides. And sometimes a lot of the bride's family will try to talk her out of going to the beach for her wedding because they don't want to get sand in their shoes. But in my 20 years' experience, I've learned that there is a beach bride. This bride has to be barefoot 
on the sand in order to get married or she won't feel like she is really, really married. So I say, be true to yourself. Don't, Grandma will not be mad that she can't go. She'll be waiting for you at the reception, and you can show her the pictures. You know, actually, I am a great-grandmother, and I can still go to the beach and do the weddings. So the grandmother who can't go to a beach wedding is a person who has limitations in her own life because of choices she has made. And this shouldn't keep you, Miss Beach Bride, from having the wedding of your dreams. I just believe our society has gone way too far overboard to give all of any of the socially challenged members of our society too much attention and too many excuses to be needy and personally unproductive. And if any more people get on Social Security disability, there's a chance that those of us who actually paid into Social Security and are depending upon our Social Security to take care of us right now might have to take a cut in our benefits. I mean, there was a 21-year-old black girl on Judge Judy recently who gets $2,100 a month Social Security disability child care support for her two illegitimate children, Section 8 housing and food stamps, because she says that when she tries to go to work, she gets asthma and she can't breathe. And Judge Judy asked her how she could take care of her children if she was so sick she can't work, and she said, oh, I'm okay when I'm at home. And my Social Security is under $1,500 a month, and she gets $2,100 a month. And I worked 50 years and paid into the system before I got my benefits, and she's only 21 and has never worked a day in her life. So some people make a lie for themselves of being disabled or handicapped or somehow socially, physically, or mentally challenged so that the rest of us have to take care of them. And we have applauded this and made it very acceptable. So now more than 50% of our population has created the idea of being a failure in order to have some kind of a life which is socially acceptable and considered a success. But if you were to think of the word success, what do you associate with being successful? I think most of us would think in terms of having lots and lots of money, (laughs) maybe being famous, or being really, really good at doing something, like winning the game or being the manager. And I think there's a freedom connected with the idea of success. You know, like a successful person would pretty much be able to do whatever they wanted to do, right? Is that how you think about it? Like, he's really, really successful in what he does. Or she's really successful in what she does. But do you hear this, the key here? They're successful in what they do, not what they don't do. Success is visible. Success can be seen as well as felt. Success is based on doing So, no more 
failure. Let's eliminate this F word and have everything that you do today, every single thing you do, from putting butter on your toast to brushing your teeth or driving your car, doing your job, to talking or texting with a friend, start to do everything that you do with all of the passion of your soul that is in this lifetime. Put that butter on your toast perfectly. Brush your teeth the best way you have ever done it. Make sure every word in your text is spelled right. (laughs) Challenge yourself to bring the level of your actions up to the highest bar you have ever set for yourself. Because this way your success will be in jumping over that high bar you have set for yourself. And you will no longer see yourself as being challenged by your disability or your handicap. You will be challenging yourself to grab for the golden ring and be the best. No more failure. Because success brings a level of energy that is automatically reproductive. The more you do, the more energy you get to do it. Success releases endorphins. You know that brain's feel-good chemical? You wouldn't need to take antidepressants or sleep aids or speed or five-hour energy drinks to have energy. Your personal success will produce an everlasting energy for you. I promise you this. You will be so proud of yourself and you will feel so good that you have made yourself number one and you are going to be doing what you love to do and you will be full of the natural breath of life energy. That will eliminate the F word, failure. Okay, another F word to look at today is fake. (laughs) You don't hear this word much lately, but we all know what it means. But I'm going to read you a list of words here that means to fake something. To fake means to deceive, to lie, to falsify, to pretend, to counterfeit, to pass off for, to mask, to disguise, to conceal the real facts, put on a false front, be a hypocrite. Clean the outside of the platter while the inside is putrid. To be unfair, to be dishonest, to be unsincere, to be double-tongued, two-faced, smart-tongued, under false pretense, to misquote, misreport, distort, to put a false spin on it, to plagiarize, to cry wolf. To mislead, misrepresent, to pervert, to speak falsely and be untruthful, doctor up, 
give lip service to, to flatter, to gloss over, to bluff, to set a trap, to beguile, victimize, to trick, to cheat, to connive, to mislead, and to make a fool of. I was talking to a friend of mine recently, and she was telling me about a conversation she was having with her boss at work, and she told me what she actually said to him, but then she said, but the bitch in my head was saying, and then she told me what she would have liked to have said to him. You know, so many times we flatter a superior and gloss over the real issue and just give lip service and make a show of being a good guy, going along with the flow. But faking is a real energy stealer because whenever you aren't in agreement with yourself, you are a house divided and your energy is split in half. Now you know why you live with the other F word, fatigued. Fatigue is the result of faking it. Anytime you are masking your true feelings, when you are concealing the real facts and putting on a false front, and you know deep inside that you're being honest and you're being insincere and you're feeling two-faced, you are feeling divided because you are. And half of your energy goes with what's going on on the outside. And the other half of your energy is going on, which is what's going on in the inside. So the solution to this is to get yourself into agreement. There is a power of agreement that is worth the price you might have to pay to have it. Because whatever is lost in beginning to not fake it anymore could be gained back double, triple, quadruple, a hundred times more in being in the power of agreement with yourself. One of the keys to God's kingdom is whatever the two of you agree upon will be done for you by for you, with the full acknowledgement of the cosmic forces of universal energies. The agreement is you agreeing with you. And the outer life and the inner life lived in complete agreement with one another. No more faking it. <laughs> This agreement is able to be realized by you through the process of learning to manifest what you want in your life. And I've been running those seven steps to manifesting what you want in your life on my Monday radio show. You can look them up in the archives. You start with step one. Now, when you start, you keep everything that you're doing right now, including everything that you are faking, just the way it is right now. And then you just start with step one. Uh, You can listen in later today in the archives and find out what step one is. I have step one through six. No, five. I'll be doing six next Monday and the final seventh step a week from Monday. 
And you'll be on your way to living a life that is really, really you. The real you. Nothing faked. And the last word we're going to look at today is the word fault. The last F word. You know, this Friday, my Friday show, News Headlines for News Junkies, <laughs> I'm going to do my news show on Mrs. Duggar, and that headline, Mrs. Duggar blames herself for her husband cheating on her. I mean, tune in. I am going to have a lot to say about this. But for now, let's just look at the word fault. The first thing I think of is the San Andreas Fault. <laughs> Since I live here in California, do you know I actually took a tour and of the San Andreas Fault. The guide took us out there in a Jeep, out, way out into the desert. And we got out of the Jeep, and I actually walked along the fault line. You know, I was scared. I thought, what if there's an earthquake and this fault opens up and swallows me up? And as we walked, I saw this pretty rock. And I thought to myself, boy, is that a brave rock. (laughs) It chooses to live right here on this fault line. It could just be swallowed up any second. But then I thought, oh, no, wait a minute. It's a rock. A rock would not be affected by being swallowed up by the earth. After all, I mean, rocks live in the earth. So this rock was originally probably part of the earth far below the ground at one time. And it's now up here on the surface just taking a look around. (laughs) And I remember the fire in Laguna Beach many years ago. I live seven minutes from the beach, and to get there I drive through Laguna Canyon. And when we had the fire in Laguna Beach, it burned in the canyon. Well, there are these huge rocks all along the side of the road where I drive through, and these rocks went through the fire. They were completely unharmed and unhurt as that fire reached 5,000 degrees. I mean, the rocks just went through it, and they look just the same now as they did before the fire. A rock is indomitable, a sovereignly appointed item of God's creation that knows who it is and what it is and knows its power can stand in its truth. I hear people say my husband or my wife is my rock. Well, they're saying that he or she is a true blue friend who can be there no matter what because a rock has an essence about it that speaks of the foundational energy of God. But as a human... (laughs) walking along that San Andreas fault. I had a sense of it being able to swallow me up and would cause me to cease to be. And that is exactly what happens to us when we think we are at fault about something. We get swallowed up by the circumstances where we are at fault and we have to pay the piper. Because these are the earthquakes of our life. These fault lines just open up and swallow us up. 
It remains to be seen if Bruce Jenner is going to be charged with fault in that accident the, he had on PCH last year before he transitioned. I mean, every day we hear people in the news who are being charged with some kind of a crime. I mean, gosh, what about all those folks who use that dating website for married people who want to have an affair? That fault line opened up and swallowed up a bunch of people. And when we do something where we are at fault, now, for instance, I missed one of my friend's birthday last week. I had Airbnb guests staying with me, and I was all involved with getting ready for them and making sure they had everything they needed And her birthday came and went, and I missed it. It was my fault. Well, she called me over the weekend, and she said, if you knew that today was my birthday, what would you do? And innocently, because I still don't know at this point that I have missed the birthday, right, I began to sing happy birthday to her. And then she said, thank you very much. Actually, my birthday was last Wednesday. I felt so terrible. She had remembered my birthday this year and taken me out for lunch, and we have a history of birthday lunches. So I asked her to forgive me, and then would she like to celebrate her birthday, and where would she like to go? So we're going tomorrow to Whole Foods, where she says they have a food court that specializes in all the foods of all the cultures of the world. And we can just go to each one and get a sample of the various exotic cuisines. I told her, I'm glad you're not mad at me. And she said, of course not. I don't use my energy to be mad. I use my energy to remind you and to get you to take me out to lunch. (laughs) So the way to deal with fault is to do it quickly and release it. Acknowledge, make restitution, and release. Quickly acknowledge, make restitution, and release. Don't use your energy to defend yourself. That's just a useless use of your energy. There's no need to do that. Listen to my show about not ever having to say you are sorry. Being sorry is a waste of energy. Making restitution is a good use of your energy, and then release, 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 clean that slate. Don't keep any fault in you that could keep coming up and reminding you that you did it. Release it. Don't let that drain you of your energy, because if you keep a fault open, it will swallow you up and destroy you. We are not rocks. (laughs) We can't breathe way down there in the depths of a fault line. Release and allow that fault line to come back together so it's possible to walk on it and walk forward towards that next fantastic moment where you're going to absolutely do your best and be very, very successful. That's our show for today. Thanks so much for listening. You can contact Marcy Ann on her website, www.marcyann.com. You can also view all of Marcy Ann's videos on YouTube by putting Marcy Ann in the YouTube search window. You can download her book for free at www.marcyann.com. 
MrWrightForMe.com. And if you want to go into business for yourself, take a look at Marcianne's Weddings and Celebrations Business Startup Course at www.WeddingOfficiantSchool.com. The Middle of the Week Pick Me Up Energy Show is broadcast live every Wednesday at 4 p.m. Pacific Coast Time from Marcian's Studios in Southern California. All shows are also archived and can be listened to at any time in any place in the world.